Good morning, everybody, and welcome back to Cherry Points, the podcast. I know, I know, back for another episode. She just does not stop. No, like, seriously, I I won't stop. Like always, you can find this podcast across my social media on YouTube, on my Instagram, clips on my TikTok, on my website, just literally everywhere. I am everywhere. So today we're going to talk a little about like gaslighting, manipulation and dating a narcissist. Things I know all too well about. Now I know a lot of people like they talk about gaslighting and stuff but they they don't actually know what it means like properly. It's kind of gotten thrown about like a buzzword almost now and like a lot of people don't actually know what it is. Like the definition of gaslighting is manipulating someone by psychological means into doubting their own sanity. So that's like a fancy way of saying they try and make you doubt your own version of events or your own emotions. So it's like, oh no, that didn't happen. No, like why are you getting so angry? Like it's weird that you're getting so upset about this stuff. Like, no, you weren't. You weren't upset about that. No, like I didn't. No, like that didn't happen. You know, those people, mm, mm, that's gaslighting. If someone does that to you, that is gaslighting. Like, you know, when you say a very factual statement about something that person said or did, and they look you dead ass in the eye and go, no, you're remembering that wrong. That didn't happen like that. This is what actually, no, you're like, we can't trust your memory, only my memory. That's gaslighting. You need to get away from that person. They are no good for you. Fun fact, the term gaslighting actually comes from a film where this man actually uses a, like a gaslight to try and make his wife think she's crazy because he keeps like, turning it down and she's like why like why is the gas like and he's like it's always been like that like why are you talking about like are you okay and like that's where we get the term gaslight from an actual gaslight now you may be wondering like like what is the point of gaslighting like what like what's the point in making someone feel like that like what like what's the end game here and well i'll tell you They do it so that you get to a point where you do not trust your own brain, your own gut, your own instincts. You completely rely on them for total clarity on every situation. They have total control of the way you think, the way you feel, like the emotions you express to other people. It is so that they get in your brain and they they have more control over you because you can't trust your brain. So like, oh, I better go check with them to make sure this really happened. Or like what people are saying to me is like actually what's going on. Because like I like I can't trust my brain. Like that's why they do it. It's fucked up. I know. So like gaslighting and manipulation kind of go hand in hand. They are one and the same. Now gaslighting is a form of manipulation. So someone who is gaslighting you is manipulating you as well. And these are all traits of a narcissist. Now, I have first-hand experience with all of this because for five and a half years, I was in a relationship with a narcissistic, gaslighting, manipulative, abusive, 
low life. Honestly, it was the only part of his life where he was like an actual overachiever in. Like he was physically abusive, emotionally abusive, financially abusive. Just, I mean, he just ticked so many boxes. It's like he was going for some sort of world record. Like he genuinely believed that he could control any situation by means of like gaslighting, manipulation, faking sympathy or empathy for him like he just I mean he was a classic narcissist he really did think he was in control of everything and he could like use whatever in his like surrounding to his advantage just I mean so many red flags he was just sort of obsessed with controlling every aspect of my life like, he had me dependent on him financially. He was trying to control who I talked to. Like, he didn't like me spending too much time with family or friends, like, without him. He had to be there because he had to, like, control the conversation because there was things that, you know, I was just not allowed to talk about. And, you know, when you're with someone, like, there's no reasoning. You just have to leave. That, like, that's what that whole relationship taught me. There's no reasoning with it. There's no fixing with it. Once you notice it, you just have to leave. That's that's it. That's that's the only way out of that. Like, one story I have as an example of just, like, how far he, unlike other narcissists, will go to, like, keep me where he wanted me. Like, controlled, unaware, and watched. And, okay... Warning, before I tell this story, boys, you might feel a bit uncomfortable towards the end. If you're a little squeamish, maybe cover your ears. Yeah. So, like, towards the end of our relationship, around, like, the last year and a half, I had gotten, like, a massive blood clot in my leg because of the contraceptive pill. Thanks a lot. And uh, I almost died. Very serious. I was in hospital for like a, a full week. I couldn't walk for eight weeks. Like, very big deal. Very scary. So while I'm in hospital, he manages to get my Facebook login. Now, this is back in the day when you logged in and out of Facebook on different devices. So he got my login and had like full access to all of my Facebook stuff. And at the time, that was like my main means of like messaging with people because you know poor students we don't want to buy credit like pfft, serious no thank you so he was in my facebook and my messenger just like deleting and blocking messages from friends he didn't like me having they were mostly all like my college friends who were scattered all over the country that you know you know, Messenger and, like, Facebook was the only way I could keep in contact with them. So they were all gone. And I genuinely was sat in a hospital thinking, like, nobody cares that I almost died? Gee, thanks, guys. So I've been, like, laid up at home for eight weeks on bed rest. And the only real contact with the outside world I've had, like, was with my ex, my mom and my sister. Like, it was like fucking misery. That, like, honestly, that's what it was like. I was in bed, completely dependent on him. Like, no contact with anyone else. It was, and my leg. Yeah, no, so it, it was misery. I understand that film on a much deeper level. 
So anyway, a little time goes by and I get a text off of one of my friends and it's like, hey, this is my new number. I got like a new iPhone so we can use like iMessenger now. Like you haven't, you know, you haven't really seemed to be getting my Facebook messages, you know, everything okay. So I was just like, oh, oh, hang on, hang on. Like what Facebook messages? I don't have any facebook messages from you and she's like uh screenshot these and i was like the fuck they aren't there like what's what's going on like that's so weird and like we we completely chalked it up to facebook just being weird like oh maybe there was a glitch i don't know something happened like it was so far from my mind because i had been gaslit that much that I just, it didn't, it didn't click, you know, it was just, oh, Facebook being weird, Uh, like, lol, almost ruined our friendship, like, that's the kind of logic I had on it. So, like, by this point, I was kind of, like, hobbling around on crutches, like, I could kind of walk. So, we're like, hey, let's just, like, meet up, sit down somewhere, get a coffee, just have a catch-up. I was like, yeah, no, that sounds like a great idea. Now, when I told my ex this, the first thing out of his mouth was, but Gemma hasn't talked to you in weeks. I mean, let's, let's just start counting the red flags now. Like there was no, oh, that's so great. She finally got in contact with you to see how you are. So nice that they want to meet up with you again and like hang out. Then your other friends get back in touch. No, no, none of that not like no it was straight away but she hasn't talked to you in weeks why would you like why like why would you why would you start up a conversation with her again like no not what no no so i was just kind of like yeah no like facebook was doing something weird like she was sending me all these messages and they just weren't getting through shows him the screenshot of the messages and okay looking back now I can recognize the look on his face as like panic and concern, but he just looked like a bit of a deer in the headlights, shook his head and went, uh, oh, oh yeah, no, that's, that's, that's so weird. Like, yeah. So like the whole week before I was to meet up with my friend, he was like, so what are you and Jam going to talk about? Like, what, like, what are you going to do? Like, how long are you going to be? Like, what, just over and over again. Like, what are you two going to talk about? Where are you going? Like, how long are you going to be? Like, what are you going to do? And it just, it wasn't normal. Like, he was very squirrely the entire week. And he just kept fishing and, like, wanting to know, like, what exactly were we going to do? Were we just going to go, like, sit and talk for hours? which like would be a problem or like were we just gonna go see a move like what like what like like what like what and that's what he was like the entire the entire week now in general he is quite a like fidgety erratic person anyway so I didn't like I didn't read too heavy into it I kind of was like well he's acting a bit weird this week but like I didn't I didn't really acknowledge it that much you know I guess what I'm saying is I didn't give the way he was acting like much weight because that's kind of what he's like anyway so the build-up to what happened next 
didn't seem like out of the ordinary. So I didn't, I didn't make any connections right away. Okay. So like the night before I'm to like meet up with my friend, he starts like complaining about this pain he's getting. Like it's about half eight at night and he's like, oh, it like it's starting to really kill me. Like, oh my God, this is so sore. Like, oh, I don't know what to do. And I'm like, shit, are you okay? And like, he'd been fine like the entire day. Like we spent the entire day just kind of sat in the house. He was playing his PlayStation. I was watching something like nothing out of the ordinary. So we were like, oh, where's like, what's happening? What's caused this pain? So like, he's, he's just like in agony. He's moaning. He's like doubled over. I'm like, oh my God, are you okay? Are you okay? Like, what's wrong? I was like, where's the pain? And, and he goes, my testicle. What? Yeah, he, he picked his testicle. Now, a bit of background. When he was younger, he had like a twisted testicle and he had to like get surgery and like have that fixed. So I think he went with testicle because there's like a medical record of it and it would make it seem like more legitimate. I, I think was his logic on this. So he's just like, my testicle and I'm like oh oh shit okay like do do you want me to ring like the doctor on call because we're like out in the middle of nowhere and he's like yeah ring the doctor on call so I ring the doctor on call doctor on call is like look just call an ambulance and get to a hospital so you can have like a proper checkup I was like okay cool so ring the ambulance ambulance on the way he's there clutching himself and I'm kind of like okay shit like what like what like what do I do so like I'm panicking a little bit and he's like it's probably going to be fine I'd say they just like keep me in overnight and give me something for the pain and just keep an eye on me like maybe do like an ultrasound or something I'm like okay yeah the ambulance guys come in they're check him out they're like okay we're going to take you in I call my dad so he can like drive me off to the hospital behind the ambulance so like that's the plan so I get to the hospital, I find him. Miraculously, the pain is starting to like come and go now and it's not as strong. So like the doc comes around, checks him out, checks his chart, goes, okay, I'll be back in a minute, kind of walks off. We're just kind of expecting like, ah, some, some like drugs, bit of a physical, maybe a scan and then like we'll be off home. No, no, not, not quite. So like Doc comes back and I, well, long story short, they, they cut his testicle open. They, they cut his testicle open. I mean, I like, I wasn't expecting it. He sure as fuck was not expecting it. I had to like cancel on my friend and yeah, I mean, he got his testicle cut open. So like next day, Doc comes around. He's like, we we couldn't find anything wrong. He's like, there's no infection. Nothing is twisted. It seems like a perfectly healthy testicle. Like we can't, we can't explain it. Now the doc kind of seemed a bit like annoyed. Like, why are you wasting my time with surgery when there's nothing wrong kind of a thing? So he was kind of like 
pressing for some sort of answer. He was kind of like, well, were you playing sports? Were you doing anything like energetic? Were you like out running? Like what, like what were you doing to cause this pain? Because we couldn't find anything. And like, he's just sat there like shaking his head going, I don't know. I haven't done anything. Like I can't, can't explain it. Because he and I both know the closest thing he got to sport was sitting on the couch playing FIFA. Well, anyway, Doc is like, look, you're fine. You're perfectly healthy. You can go home now. I'll go and I'll get you discharged. And we're like, right, okay. And I was like packing up his stuff. And I was kind of like annoyed because I was like, look, there had to have been something wrong. Like maybe they missed something like that pain didn't come out of nowhere. Little did I know at the time it actually come out of his imagination. And like the whole time I was on his side, I had no suspicions until, until we were leaving the hospital and we were walking out and he just comes out with, well, I guess you can't go meet Gemma now. And then, then the penny dropped and I was like, you, you did something, didn't you? Like, and I couldn't. I couldn't explain it at the time. I didn't quite know what had happened, but I knew that this was, this was some sort of bullshit. Like, because he always had to let me know in the sneakiest, slyest way possible that he was in control, that he did like something and he was the one in control. So, like, moral of the story is a gaslighting, narcissistic abuser would rather have their nutsack cut open than to be caught out on their bullshit. Karma is real, though, because two days later, he got a massive infection in his incision, and it caused him a lot of, like, real, genuine pain. He was hospitalized again. I mean, that's, that's karma. Like, I think we all just need to be more aware of how far, like, an abusive gaslighter will take a thing. Like, and I mean that across the gendered spectrum. Like, I know a lot of men who have been in relationships who were abused but weren't believed because, air quotes, women aren't like that. Yeah, okay. Okay, can we can we drop that attitude, please? Yeah, thank you. Listen, if you're with someone who you've questioned multiple times, who you've caught out in lies multiple times, who you've like suspected of things multiple times. And then something happens and you're like, for a minute, you're like, oh, did they do that? Did they do something? And then you go, no, no, they wouldn't go that far. Yes, they would. They absolutely fucking would. Like they did the thing. Okay. Just they did it. Well, I hope you've enjoyed this podcast today. I hope you like got something from it. I hope you like got a little bit more information or just, you know, it made you feel less alone knowing that other people have gone through what you've gone through, you know, and I hope no one felt too, too squeamish about the whole testicle story. I, yeah, I still, still kind of can't believe, like he had an appendix, like he could have just, you know. You could have just went with the appendix. I don't... Yeah. 
So I hope everybody is having a great day. You've had a good week so far and you're staying safe and you're staying healthy. Love you.